0: This is Kenneth Wong, Senior Editor for DE. A fair number of manufacturers are exploring the use of AR or VR for remote expert training, maintenance, and design collaboration, among others. But we wonder if the technology can support these intended usages. Today we are discussing with Glims Group's co founder and chief creative officer, DJ Smith. DJ, welcome. Could you tell us about? Glimpse core businesses, and perhaps also tell us what distinguished the company from other rivals in the same market.
1: The Glimpse Group is a New York City-based software and service company focusing on augmented and virtual reality technology. Uh, We are a pretty unique company in that we are a holding company of 10 different AR and VR startups. Uh, The AR and VR startups are actually focused on different industries. Um, and uh, they each have their own skill set and expertise uh, within the AR and VR space. Uh, So we have a really wide view of the entire industry.
0: So one of the usages that we are paying attention to is the use of AR, VR in, say, automotive or design collaboration or for training in factories where... You learn to disassemble things like that in VR or AR. But the problem I see is sometimes because you're not building muscle memory because you're using joystick-like, game controller-like devices which are very different from the real wrench or the real equipment that the person will actually be using in the field. Do you see that as a problem?
1: So I think it depends on the specific training use case that we are examining. Um, So to to give a little bit of a background to virtual reality technology in general, is that it's essentially a magic trick for our brains. We are tricking our eyes into believing that we have been transported into another space, Um, but... The headsets of today, or the the main headsets that are out there, they're very effective on our on our visual, our eyes, what we see, as well as our ears, because they're of course headphones. Um, where things kind of fall apart are with the other senses. Uh, touch is sort of carried with the consumer headsets today, with with haptic um, vibrations in the controllers. But that's where it kind of ends for the majority of the deployments that are out there, unless you take it to the next level uh, with full enterprise-ready uh, uh, simulations. And in that case, you can add additional hardware devices to help trick the brain. I think for training uh, tools where uh, fine motor skills are required, you really need those extra haptic devices to, to uh, teach that lesson in a more effective way. Uh, but I think that there's many, many other training exercises where the fine motor skills are actually not really required uh, to deploy an effective training method.
0: That's a very good point. So if we're looking at high-end devices like Microsoft HoloLens 2, for example, there is finger recognition so you can in effect play a virtual piano if you want to Um, um, is your is your services and offerings do they are they wrapped around uh, consumer level devices or enterprise professional level devices and how does the price differences affect the adoption by the way
1: sure sure so our main deployments uh, recently are more using the consumer-level grade devices. Um, and uh, really the driver of that is that we are starting to scale our deployments, uh, which is actually something that we're really excited to see. Uh, so there are definitely are uh, high-end headset manufacturers uh, that we have partnered with. Um, and just to give you kind of the range, the, the higher-end headsets, will be thousands of dollars, so 6,000, 7,000 is a pretty common number. Uh, There's a headset called Vario, uh, which is an amazing, super high-definition headset, Um, and that's really necessary for specific applications where that resolution is required. Um, On the lower end, uh, we use devices uh, like Facebook's Oculus Quest um, and HTC's Focus and Pico. Um, and those are in the hundreds of dollars, depending on uh, the application. And what that allows our clients to do is to actually deploy many of those headsets into an organization. Uh, so uh, several years from ago when we started, we were deploying a, a Vive uh, into a single conference room in an organization, and it required a, a heavy-powered PC, and it was a several-thousand-dollar hardware investment uh, just for that. Uh, whereas now uh, we can ship a Oculus Quest uh, for $299, um, and it fits in a shoebox. So another key enabler of the industry being able to scale is ease of setup and usability, Um, and the current consumer headsets have just streamlined that process, and that's why we're seeing adoption um, rates increase drastically.
0: DJ, one of the usages that, we look at is design collaboration in in AR-VR. And in that usage, the texture, the way the surfaces look and feel is very important because we're making design decisions uh, by or reject design decisions based on the way it looks in a VR environment. Is the technology at a stage where the same 3D object that is seen by different people in different VR backgrounds actually uh, consistent and they accurately replicate how things will actually look when you manufacture something.
1: Sure, sure. Uh, so I think that is dependent on the hardware that's uh, being used. I know uh, the example I cited earlier, uh, the Vario headset, that is kind of their their focus. Uh, they are heavily uh, involved with the automotive industry, uh, which Clearly, the aesthetics of uh, the automobiles is is key in that design process, Um, and uh, they've done a ton of work uh, to make sure that those environments look exactly how the end product is going to uh, look and feel. Uh, The convenience, though, that you can have through using virtual reality is that you can have design teams all over the world be able to be together virtually around a, 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 an example of a model car, um, and they can understand everything about that car, including the size and scale of it, um, and they can talk in real time about it. And uh, that is a, a game changer uh, for many different industries.
0: Okay, very good, Tom. Well, I've asked all the questions I wanted to ask, DJ. Is there anything you feel is important, some trends that are happening in your industry that we should be paying attention to?
1: So I think uh, one of the important trends that is happening is standardization. Uh, At least from the development community um, up until now, if a developer was creating a software application, uh, there would be a lot of work to deploy that software application to multiple devices or different types of devices. Uh, There is a a new standardized system uh, that's coming up. It's called OpenXR. Um, And this is a a back-end software tool that allows developers to deploy their content to any uh, hardware device that is out there. Uh, So that will basically simplify uh, the development process for the entire community, uh, which will ultimately end up really uh, propelling the entire industry forward.
0: DJ, thank you very much for sharing your thoughts with us. I really appreciate it. It was my pleasure. Until next time, this is Kenneth Wong for DEN.